Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Sophie Lucas on and she's a fair director working in the art industry. Hi Sophie. Hi, hi Daniel. How are we? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good for a Monday. We're, we're, we're starting off the week all right? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. It's a busy time um, for me at the fair at the moment. So Mondays, Mondays are a good day actually to kind of list out everything you're going to be doing and really get going in the week on the week mm. do you know i was actually at the affordable art fair in um where was it this weekend um in west london somewhere yes oh, that would be in battersea yes battersea um and it was really cool it was the first time i've been to an art fair um but yeah no, i thought it was really really interesting actually mm. oh i'm glad you enjoyed it um sophie should we jump straight in do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do yes of course um Yeah, so I am currently fair director at the Other Art Fair, which is a fair for artists rather than galleries like the fair that you just mentioned. Um, And I've been working at the Other Art Fair for almost 10 years now. So I've spent all that time sort of working with hundreds of artists. I lived in London and New York um, and spent time with artists in Chicago and Toronto and LA, as well as, of course, those cities, Brooklyn and London Um, and the fair is a platform for artists to sell and showcase their work independently and maybe find gallery representation or forge their own career independently of the gallery world so it's interesting working with these different individuals Um, and alongside that I, I mean I really care about professional development for artists so I teach for University of Arts London I have my own podcast, The Visible Artist, which is all about artists. Um, And I'm on various boards as well in the art world, which just really helps me stay connected with what's going on. Wow, really cool. So, I mean, the art world is quite an interesting place, isn't it? I think unless you're actually in it, then it's sort of nobody really knows what goes on. Can you sort of break down the industry? You mentioned there's galleries, you mentioned there's independent artists. Where do you fit in in that kind of world? How does the industry structured? Mm, yes, I, I completely agree. It can be quite intimidating, I think, from the outside. And there's different ways to look at the art world. And there's actually so many great books out there as well that I'd recommend. I can send you links for the show notes. Yeah, um, perfect. Um, but there's, of course, there's the arena of the public museums and then there's the private side of things where you're actually selling work. Um, and there is some crossover there, but essentially there's a, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Um, and I sit within the private side of things so working with artists working at a fair um traditionally art fairs are um it's uh, art fairs are for galleries uh, and they really often dictate the schedule of the year so there's so many art fairs all over the world I think there's I don't know it's probably about 200 I think at one point it was said that there were 260 art fairs going on and these are major art fairs they're not even the smaller ones wow um, and so lots of the galleries travel around to these different fairs and show their artists. Um, so there's the world of art fairs and galleries. There's obviously the world of auction houses as well. That's a different side of things. Um, but yes, I sit within the more, I mean, I sit within the art fair world, which is linked to galleries, but because we're an art, we're a fair for artists kind of on the, on the other side of it. And that's why the fair is called other because mm. it's meant to be a, sort of the other of the art world in that sense interesting so how did you end up in the world of art have you always had an interest or where's it come from I think like quite a lot of people in the art world sort of found my place um and it was a bit trial and error just following what I was interested in I 
studied music as my undergraduate degree, but having uh, looked at various art disciplines and art um, genres through the through that channel of music, I then flipped around and did a master's in art history um, and thought that I was going to go down a more traditional route. I did some work at the National Portrait Gallery in London and worked in at the Handel and Hendricks Museum. So I was very much going down the museum route, um, but then found myself moving into the art fair world. I got a job at the other art fair and loved the momentum of the fair I loved working with artists and working towards an event and just it, there was just such, such an exciting energy towards the fair and it was also meant to be a slightly more subversive uh exciting experimental space for art so I, I just really enjoyed that side of it and I, I haven't left <laughs> <laughs> is it is it quite a difficult industry to break into I mean you mentioned you, you studied at university but I mean I think I've actually had a friend actually who who studied um, art at university um, and tried to break into the industry but found it really difficult to to get a start in actually in the industry itself have you got any advice for anyone thinking about getting into there and how to break in Yes, I think it's really it's really challenging. And I know that from my own experience of applying for positions. I remember when I was at the National Portrait Gallery, I went into the HR room to I don't know, they just I just went in to check on something whilst I was there and I saw all the, the folders that they had on the wall, all for different positions that were currently live, like uh, assistant curator, say. And there were just so many file boxes full of CVs and cover letters wow. labelled with that. So it's such a strong visual um, reminding me of how competitive it is to get any of these positions. Mm. Um so I was quite shocked by that, but I think you just have to be um, really persistent. I did have a really useful meeting with a gallery, a museum director, the um, the, the director of Compton Burney Art Gallery and Garden. It's a sort of public space. Um, and he very kindly, I just emailed him and said, would you be able to give me some advice? This was right at the start of my career. And he looked at my CV and even just watching him look through my CV and I could tell that he was just really looking for the key experience and the key words and almost transferable skills didn't really seem to uh didn't seem to apply he was just really looking for those keywords like gallery museum fair artists working in an artist studio and that's when I really realized I just needed to get some more experience on my CV and it didn't and that, that's what I did so I started working in various places and and even just doing small short-term placements like for example if you wanted to work at the other art fair we're always hiring just for the four days on site um, and they're paid positions and it's just a really great way to get that on your cv and then suddenly after four days you've got art fair on your cv and often it leads to other opportunities anyway but even just for that um piece of your resume it's just it's so important and i i think so having had that meeting with him really early on that really made me realize you've got to be really focused on your CV and just try and get that experience on there. Um, yeah. How competitive is it to actually just get that experience though itself? Is that a difficult step? I think it is a difficult step in the absolute right at the top. So if you wanted a placement, say at the National Portrait Gallery, it's going to be really competitive, but there are so many amazing art like art organizations and collectives and um smaller events and it's not it's worth 
it's worth being part of those. Um, so maybe there's your local museum or there's an open studios going on nearby. So you can maybe go and volunteer there. Um, I know that some people aren't in a position to be able to volunteer, but even there are lots of paid opportunities now in smaller places. So I would just keep keep looking for those. There's lots of really great websites. Um, one of them's just called art, artsjobs.org.uk mm-hmm. on the Arts Council website. So have a look on there regularly and just keep keep applying and go go for it. Sure. So you mentioned you went to university, but is that actually a requirement for formal qualifications to work in part of the industry you work in? I would say having experience is is more important. So you don't necessarily have to have a degree in art history. Um, I would just, yeah, try and get that experience on your CV. I mean, it depends if you want to be more of a, a specialist, for example, if you want to work in a conservation department, you're going to have to have a very specific set of skills and a degree probably in chemistry. Um but for most of most people in the art world, often they come from different backgrounds. Like they might have, they might have been to university, they might have studied something completely different, and they've just found themselves being drawn into this world. So no, I don't think you have to have gone to university. I think just trying to get that experience on your CV is important because, as you say, it is really competitive. And what's an average day like for you in your current role? <laughs> it's an interesting question particularly after um covid because obviously everything changed um mm. but essentially my role is running the fair so i'm in charge of finding artists finding 130 artists to show at the fair finding partners and features to create um, an interesting visitor experience and environment and create installations that our, our visitors can enjoy um, and so and sort of working closely with the operations and the marketing teams as well so it's a real mix and I essentially start off the day dividing up the week start off my week dividing up my page into the different cities that I'm working on so at the moment I'm working actually on the Brooklyn and Chicago fairs um, and then looking at we have this big plan of where you know sort of a six month plan of how we're going to deliver a fair um, and I'm overseeing that where are we have we got enough artists involved if we haven't let's go to some studios and get them on board um, or we're talking to the marketing team about the campaign and launching that and what are our key USPs for this fair and talking to some features about sort of some partners that, particular, that I particularly like perhaps it's um, it might be a print studio or uh, a small film collective, um, all sorts of different ideas. And I just get in touch with them and talk to them about being a partner of the fair and getting involved. So it's a really creative job because I'm looking for lots of new ideas all the time. Um, and of course, working closely with the artists as well. That sounds interesting. Um, what kind of roles are actually available in the part of the industry that you work in? Um, you know, I think most people think of the art world, they think of being an artist or maybe, you know, working in a gallery and, and actually selling the art. But what kind of roles actually exist in the industry that we might not have heard about before? Well, a lot of this, the the work that we're doing is essentially events. So if you think about an event, who's involved in that event? And those are the people working on the fair as well um so we have operation like a bit operations is a big side of that so people working on the logistics uh, and these might be teams that have actually worked on lots of different types of events they might have worked on even 
boat shows or coffee festivals or a- anything like that, music festivals. Um, but they're bringing in their ability, their, their skills of planning and and working with the um, working with our walling companies, our lighting, just to make the physical fair come to life. Um, so that's one big section that perhaps people don't really think about like, the operation side of things. And often those people, as I say, yeah, don't have an art background, um, but they enjoy thinking about how the event's going to work for an art interested audience and then we have our marketing team as well marketing is obviously a huge part of it it's all about telling the story of the fair and the artists um so we work very closely with the marketing team and social media team um and those skills are also transferable across industries so if you've worked in marketing somewhere else then you can come on board and particularly if you understand event marketing essentially you need to tell the story well enough to get people to come through the door and buy works of art Mm. i mean it sounds like there's quite a lot of travel involved in the job it's not an office-based job as such is it It sounds like you're out and about meeting people discussing uh going to fairs all all over the place definitely and that's one thing I've really realized over the however many years I've been doing this and particularly when I moved to New York to run the New York fair and launch Chicago is that it's so valuable to just go and meet people face to face and chat to them and maybe I'll go and find them at a fair and I'll just start talking to them um, or I'll message them and say I'd love to tell you more about the fair and what we do can we meet for a coffee and usually people are very happy to meet and uh, so you just got to be brave and go and meet people you've never met before and then just see where that leads because it, it's it's so valuable to do that and what kind of personality traits do you see in yourself that think you that you think have helped you really succeed in your job so far I think being able to handle the mix of the practical and the creative is really important for this job and as I mentioned in other elements of the art world you might be more of one type sort of have one particular skill and it's quite maybe quite a dry job in that way and you're just really focused and you just bring those certain skills but I think for this job because you're often working in small teams but you're producing these events that appeal to so many different people and you've got different types of audiences you've got your visitors you've got your artists um and so being creative and being um, practical is really important. Um, and spinning off from that, I mean, being really well organized is so important because you're having to see this whole process through from start to finish. And you are essentially responsible for coordinating hundreds and hundreds of people to do different things. Um, but I think also really enjoying the excitement and the energy of being on site is so important. That's what I've seen over the last few years working with people. Um, the most successful people in fairs are those people that actually just love being there and welcoming people on site and problem solving and just enjoying the atmosphere, not just hiding behind a desk. And as you say, yes, travel and meeting people is a really important side of that. And I would say that I'm not a really outgoing, really extroverted person that just loves, that thrives on that. I would be surprised myself to think that I was doing that. I think I'm quite sort of sort of average in that sense but Mm. it's definitely a job for people that enjoy that excitement of building up to working towards a fair and then getting to that um six o'clock moment where you open the doors and people come in and it's actually happening and for you what's been the biggest positive or opportunity you've personally had from working in the industry so far 
think one of the main, I mean, the most amazing opportunity was, of course, moving to New York with the fair. So a few years ago, I was asked to go out as fair director and run the New York fairs and launch Chicago. Um, and I never, I'd never been to Chicago before. So it really was a blank canvas to just make the fair happen. And I was working with the team, of course, but it was quite an amazing challenge to have to go out and make that happen um so I think that was just such an opportunity I love both Brooklyn and Chicago as as cities to 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 be working in met so many amazing people it was really interesting to see the differences between the different the cities and the, the different dynamics um in the art world there um and I think I just really learned so much and grew a lot as as a person as well Wow. It, it does sound amazing. What an opportunity that, you know, not many people get that opportunity in their jobs. Today. No, no, I, no. But I think in the art world, if you're part of an organization that is, I mean, lots of the galleries are international. So you, you could have that opportunity. It's a real plus if you want to be traveling. I think sometimes it's not as glamorous as it seems because budgets <laughs> can be quite tight. <laughs> I was, I spent a lot of time working on my laptop in the waiting in the, um, departures lounge and it definitely wasn't glamorous (laughs) (laughs) and on the flip side of that what's something that's maybe less favorable or slightly negative you found so far about working in the industry I think it's um I mean there are a lot for me personally I I suppose I don't even know if this is necessarily a negative but it's a consideration that Mm -hmm. I think working kind of just touched on this but it's not as glamorous as it looks and you do have to have that mindset of working on events and I think sometimes people struggle with that so you have to it's long days and you're on site all for a long time and you've really put a lot into this project and then you might get negative feedback on site you can't please everyone and I think sometimes um I mean most of the artists are really really lovely and so like they're they're so supportive but obviously you do get some people complaining and or even members of the public coming up to you and being surprisingly aggressive and I think that's a negative side of it that you just have to be quite thick-skinned and and deal with that and all of the team have done the same and we all know what we all know how it feels to be in that situation and be confronted in that way so we can all help each other and we just go back to the organizer's office and <laughs> just <laughs> give each other some hugs and <laughs> try and recover. And how does somebody begin to progress once they're actually in the industry? Um, that's a good question. I think often in the art world, it's really small teams. Um, so you can progress quite quickly. Um, often in a gallery, there's your you might start as the gallery assistant, but you're really working directly with the gallery director. Um, so it's quite amazing that you have that direct link. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so you can small teams, so you can bre- progress quickly. So I, I suppose just working hard, working well um, and building relationships as well. People always say that and it's hard to do. I know it's hard to network, but I think just trying to meet as many people as possible, be really proactive and going to events. There's so many events on in the art world. There's private views every Thursday night and there's lots of art fairs going on and just try and go along and you start seeing the same people at these places as well. So it's really worth just being there and chatting to people. 
I think you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast, um, you've actually launched your own podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I'd love to because I'm really enjoying it. It's um, so the, I've had this idea for so long, so I'm really thrilled I've actually finally got around and done it. <laughs> um, it's called The Visible Artist and it's a podcast for artists um, in, and I'm interviewing artists. So it's all about giving practicing artists who might be in their studio they can listen in and be inspired and have and get practical advice about what it's like to be an artist so I talk to a real range of um like painters photographers illustrators but also people that work in the art world as well I mean that's that sounds so good you know we were talking just before we came on and we said art can sometimes be a bit of a you know if you're not don't work in it you don't know much about it but that sounds like a really good way for any young artist to actually learn about the industry yes I think so I've had some really great feedback already it's only been running for about a month so I'm but I'm sort of on episode eight now um but I've had really good feedback and that's sort of that's where it came from really I had so many great conversations on site at the fair or visiting artists in their studio I just thought it would be good to share all these conversations and artists are usually so generous they're they are very happy to share their experiences and help other artists so it, it felt like such a natural thing to do mm. and would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I definitely would I think I mean I love fine art and contemporary art and um, so I always feel stimulated by that and it's such an amazing world to be in in that you can always go to a gallery show or go to a museum or just you're just engaging with this art that really it's really whatever you're actually doing day to day whatever admin you're doing you come back to the fact that you're working with artists and they're often making really quite thought-provoking or provocative or just really beautiful work and I think that is really what drives me in this job well Sophie it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show I've loved hearing about your career so far loads of great advice in there and where can people find you if they want to uh, connect or reach out you can check out my Instagram at Sophie Loxton Lucas that's L-O-X-T-O-N or the Visible Artist Podcast brilliant thank you Sophie Thank you, Daniel. That was great. <laughs>